My name is Mikey Schlosser, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. On Schreiber. Tyler with scores! Now it's Mike Pinnell scores! Hands off for Rabel, switches hands and scores! Kylie Omel are showing off those shifty skills. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson! Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hutton, he's Adam together. We're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches, as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. All right, we're here with Mikey Slosser, all-star midfielder with the Denver Outlaws and transition player for the San Diego Seals. Mikey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So, Mikey, you grew up in Northern California and you played at Davis Senior High School. Uh, obviously, California is, you know, a growing hotbed for lacrosse. Uh, what got you into the sport initially? Honestly, I think my mom received some sort of an informational email from the local club, um, just kind of saying that they're, they, they have a team, and at the time, I wasn't playing any other team sports, and I kind of she asked me, and I just decided to give it a try for whatever reason. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, especially you know with California starting to you know kind of grow, it, it wasn't traditionally a hotbed, but now you see more and more players coming from there, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a funny. I mean, it was uh, I think that happened at the end of sixth grade, so it was like during the the season there, and. Um, so I went out to a few practices, and I honestly didn't like it at first. I didn't like it kind of that whole sixth grade year. And then mm-hmm. um, in between going into seventh grade, I was trying to decide whether I was going to play or just – I played a lot of golf at the time, and I was big into fish, big into fishing as well. And so I was deciding whether I was going to try playing lacrosse again in seventh grade or just uh, just play golf and fish, and I – for whatever reason, decided to give it another try, and then kind of really started to started to enjoy it and fall in love with it that seventh grade year. That's awesome. That's great. Um, and your athleticism was a big reason why you were such a highly tatted recruit coming out of Davis. Um, you talked about your mom a little bit already. We read that it looks like you weren't the only stellar athlete in your family. Your mom was a triathlete. Uh, is she the big person who you attribute your athleticism to? Yeah, I don't really know. I mean, um, my brother, my brother played. Uh, played some sports and he was yep. um, he, he was in a band so he's a he was in a punk rock band he's, he's the lead singer and did all kinds of other stuff um but was never really big into sports i think my dad my dad played sports in high school but it was never kind of the the main thing and then my mom got into triathletes or triathlons later in life and uh yeah i mean she definitely is probably a big a big piece of that and uh I definitely learned a lot from her in terms of kind of how to be diligent in your training um, and things like that. She was a good a good guide to that, for that regard. Awesome. Yeah, and then, you know, following your high school career, you decided to go to Michigan. Uh, you were, I think, the third class uh, of Michigan Division One lacrosse. And uh, what was really led to your decision to play under Coach John Paul at Michigan? Uh, I mean, it was awesome. I, I loved Michigan. I uh, – when I had kind of an interesting recruiting recruiting time, you know, I talked to a few different schools, but a lot of the schools I talked to ended up kind of not not offering me or not wanting me. And so when Michigan came along, um, I wasn't really sure what their interest level was. And then I went and visited the school and fell in love with it, honestly, right, right when I visited and started spending a little bit of time there. Um, and then, yeah, fortunately received an offer from them, and it was a no-brainer for me. I accepted it, like, the next day. Um, and I loved it. I mean, it was, uh, you know, some of, the, some of the most fun four years of my life. 
without a doubt, you know, there's a lot of awesome people there and it's just a, it's just a great school. That's great. And during your time there, the team joined the Big Ten as a founding member for men's lacrosse. What was that transition like to the Big Ten, and how do you think that affected uh, the Michigan program? Honestly, the transition wasn't crazy just because the year before, so the year before we joined, I think we we still played Maryland. Yep. I think we played Hopkins. We played a lot of that. We played Ohio State. We played a lot of those uh, soon-to-be Big Ten schools, and so – um, yeah, but, but it definitely was a big transit. It still was a big transition. I remember our, cause it was our sophomore year, um, that we joined and I think sophomore year, mm-hmm. uh, just playing all those games in a row was definitely, uh, a big challenge. You know, we would, I think we'd open up with, with like Hopkins or Maryland. And then, you know, you play, you kind of go through the, the gauntlet. Yeah. I, I think our, uh, our senior year, every every school in the Big Ten except for us and Johns Hopkins was ranked number one at some point in the country, or at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And so, it was it was definitely a pretty pretty darn good conference. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that kind of you know probably prepared you well you know for making the jump to the pros because following Michigan you know you joined the Denver Outlaws. Um, your first rookie season, you only got into one contest, but you immediately made an impact, nabbing a goal and an assist. Uh, what was the transition like from the college game to the pro game? I think it almost fits fits the style that I had played a little better. Um, you know, I felt like when I was at Michigan, I, I learned a lot at Michigan, but I never, I, I always, I never felt like I quite achieved, or I guess played to the level that I'd hoped to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that first game was definitely a shock. Um, we played, played in Chesapeake and, uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy. I, uh, our our general manager at the time, Tony Seaman, he's our head, head coach now, but he called me, I think, like a week and a half before, and it was kind of out of the blue because I kind of I figured I wouldn't I wasn't going to suit up at all, you know, as we since there was only one game left regular season, and then mm-hmm. he called me out of the blue and was like, "Hey, we're gonna you're you want to play next? You're good to play next weekend." And I was like, "All right, let's do it." And uh, honestly, I was kind of out of shape, you know, after the college season had ended it was the first time to take a break in a while and so I I was kind of taking it easy and I tried to get back in shape in a week and a half and uh went and played and you know the one thing that that I really enjoyed about it and that has made it um you know it's all made a lot more sense to me because we kind of simplify a lot of things and especially with like uh John Grant Jr. you know I think he's one of the best coaches I've ever had mm-hmm. and he, he he really does a good would has done a good job to kind of dissect my game and figure out, you know, the simple things for me to do for, so I can kind of get my confidence going and so the team can be successful and so they made it really easy, you know, in terms of hey focus on two little things here and, you know, most importantly what they told me too before the game was just go be aggressive and shoot the ball and so, it was nice to it's nice to hear simple coaching like that as opposed to, kind of trying to trying to break down too many things yeah definitely yeah and and it seemed like all that coaching really paid off your second campaign as you were only one of six players to play in all 14 games for Denver that uh season really culminated in something awesome with your outlaw teammates winning a Steinfeld Cup after defeating Dallas uh and you scored twice in that game which which was awesome talk about that season and what that championship meant to that group of players uh yeah I mean it, it was 
it was incredible. I mean, I, re- I had never, ever really like won a championship um, in my life. You know, I think I won one club one, I think when we were seniors in high school for, for the, uh, one of our advanced teams. Um, but other than that, you know, I'd never really, never been in that kind of playoff and championship environment. And so it was, it was awesome. I mean, we had, we had an incredible group of guys. Like that's one thing, you know, Denver has always done this, but they do such an incredible job of, you know, recruiting the people that they want to be around um, mm-hmm. and players that are good fits for the system. But um, yeah, it was definitely an interesting season. I think we started off, we started off 0 and, 0 and 3, I think, or 0 and 2. Yeah, I think we were 0 and 3. And then we finally won a game and then lost again right away. And so <laughs> we were looking at 1 and 4. And uh, But we, we had a lot of really good veteran leadership on that team. Um, you know, I, I'll never forget Matt Bocklet. Um, we're in the locker room after I think we're – God, I can't remember if we were – I think we were we – we might have been like one and three, you know, one and three or one and four at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I remember him saying, you know, this this isn't quite rock bottom, but it has to be. So we're mm-hmm. going gonna to turn it on from here on out. And, you know, I think we went on a six or seven game winning streak and kind of in that process found our identity and – people found figured out their roles and you know there's just a really really incredible group of guys you know one thing one thing I'll always remember is just we ne- no one no one really cared about statistics um I feel like that's something that I guess at the pro level sometimes people think about or care about but you know nobody on that team cared about statistics and you know the coaching staff offensively did a really good job of of rewarding you for making smart lacrosse plays not just for producing points you know mm-hmm. there's more there's more that goes into a goal than the assist and the and the goal you know there's six other or five other guys that are doing their job for it to work so um yeah that was a big part of our success and you know we had a lot of good veteran leadership and a lot of a lot of good young guys that really bought in right away and really it was just an awesome group everyone loved being around each other you know we spent as much time together as possible um which was, you know, it was a really special experience. Yeah, that's great. And uh, I know you, you don't like talking about the stats and stuff, but you had one of your best seasons this year, uh, recording 24 points, and you were voted to your first All-Star game. Uh, but you also, as a team, you guys made it to the championship, came up a bit short, losing to Chesapeake in the finals. Um, but talk me through this season, and how do you feel heading into next year? Um, yeah, this last season was, it definitely was kind of a roller coaster for us once again. Um <laughs> I, I was dealing with a little I kind of was dealing with a minor minor injury so I had to miss four games or something which was kind of weird because I haven't I haven't missed a game I hadn't missed a game I think since like sophomore sophomore or junior high school and so it was really weird to sit out um, but you know even with that experience Denver you know, Denver made it as, as good as it could have been. You know, they flew me out to whatever whatever games I wanted to go to still, even though I was hurt, which they usually doesn't always happen. So mm-hmm. I still was able to be around the team. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, same thing. You know, this year we, we had a lot of some new pieces, and I think we found our identity pretty quickly and were able to be successful. Our our defense was really solid. We had, you know, some, some great returning players and then some great young guys that stepped in and filled roles. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, the, you know, the ultimate goal is to win a championship and, and we fell, fell short of that goal, which is tough to, tough to swallow. And, 
you know, mm-hmm. it's not really a days that go by that you don't think about it. But after, you know, being able to take a few months now and reflecting, it definitely was, you know, it was, it was a really, really, really fun season with, with the group of guys that we had. And so, you know, we wouldn't trade it for anything except for a championship, obviously. But Yeah, I'm sure it motivates you a little bit more to get back there, uh, you know, and, and get it done this time. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, we definitely, we kind of had, uh, didn't really, you know, coming in and kind of our first, with our, with our younger group, our first real season culminated in a championship, so you don't really know any different. And uh, that's kind of how I, how I felt going into this last season. Mm-hmm. And that was that was the only thing we were thinking about all year. And yeah. So I guess to be in that position is you never you never take that for granted because you never know you know if you're going to be able to have that opportunity again or ever. And so it was uh, definitely a good experience. That's great. And kind of you, you jumped right into your next season with the Seals. You recently got into the box game, landing with uh, San Diego. Talk about your experience thus far, and what's it like going? Uh, what was it like scoring uh, your first goal uh, and getting your team's first win a few weeks ago? Uh, yeah, box has been crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's it was uh, it's been a big transition, just playing kind of playing a different position in terms of you know playing more defense and. Uh, Trying to trying to learn everything. I feel like defense is a, a part of my field game that I need a lot of help with, and so kind of getting thrown in the fire there to figure it out um, has been interesting, and it's been a lot of fun. Though I've once again been really fortunate to be on a team that has a lot of great veteran leadership. It's pretty cool to play with Brody Merrill. You know, he's yeah. one of the one of one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah. a guy, guy that I used to kind of looked to when I was younger and same with same with John Grant Jr. I didn't even mention that from last season that was that was probably one of the coolest experiences ever you know being able to play with that guy last year Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah um, and then we you know we got a lot of other good kind of young guys and good established guys that are in the league Um, and uh, yeah it's been fun so far we we got got a big win in Vancouver last Sunday kind of got the ball rolling and so Hopefully we, we can keep it going this weekend and uh, throughout the rest of the season. I mean, I guess kind of go back to to kind of what kind of led to your decision to play box. I mean, were you approached uh, by anybody to play or did you kind of just think, oh, this is kind of something I, I want to try out? Um, yeah, I really I wasn't thinking about it at all. Um, but then I guess during the 2018 season, I think I don't know if, if Junior reached out to anybody, but. Um, he just he kind of mentioned that um, yeah I think I think he did reach out to to Patrick Merrill with the seal that I'm pretty sure and then you know he reached out and I figured I'd give it a try because I never never played before but it looked like fun um, and yeah that's, I guess that's kind of how it started and now I'm just trying to figure it all out. That's awesome that you know he kind of threw your name in the hat. Uh, you know, and look where it's taken you so far. You played in your first game and you got your first goal, so that's pretty remarkable. Um, and then going off of that, you guys have the Las Vegas game coming up, uh, you know, Super Bowl weekend. Uh, are you excited about that? You know, I know you're playing a, a neutral stadium, but how excited are you about that game? Yeah, definitely excited. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm curious because I've been, I'm up, kind of been up and down on the practice roster and yeah, the active yeah. roster, so mm-hmm, I'm yeah. not sure exactly what my role will be during that weekend so and I'm not sure how to work travel wise so yeah I'm definitely it's uh it, I think it's a really 
it's really good for the for the game. You know, I think I think that NLL lacrosse um, could work out really well in a place like Las Vegas. They're always looking for for fun stuff to do there, and um, so I think yeah, this is going to be huge, huge for huge for the league, and it's really cool that we get to be a part of it. That's yeah, a- no, that's great. Uh, are you going to be even if you're not playing or not? Are you going to be chirping Dylan Ward a little bit uh, before the game? <laughs> You know, I don't know if I'll chirp him too much. I don't have any. I don't have any ground to stand on. <laughs> so, I'll probably. I'll probably stay pretty quiet, and we'll just. We'll. We'll. We'll let the play do the talking. Hopefully. All right. Well, that wraps up our main questions. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, hear a word from our sponsors, and then we'll dive into our five and five segment. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today. All right, so welcome back. Um, now it's time for our 5 and 5 segment. So I'll start off with our lacrosse questions, and then Adam will go into our life-related questions. Uh, but my first one for you, Mikey, is who was a player that you looked up to and tried to mimic when you were young? I watched a lot of Kyle Harrison and Paul Rabel videos. Mm-hmm. I, was, I like to watch the way that those guys shot the ball on the run. Mm-hmm. Um, and Steven Pizer, too, I think. He had a good YouTube video. Um, but, you know, it was, yeah, prob- probably. I I, I, th- I think those guys. Are, it's, a lot of it stemmed from from wanting to just watch and learn and kind of figure figure it out that way. That was how I feel like a lot of for me because I, I spent a lot of time just outside practicing and those guys kind of gave a good. It was good to just watch how they were doing at a high level. Yeah, no, definitely. Those were guys that I watched too, particularly Rabel um, and his you know YouTube videos. Going off of that, do you have any pregame superstitions or routines you have? I know you and Max Adler, uh, I think, would uh, usually room together on travel trips. Did you guys have any pregame rituals? We didn't really have any rituals. Uh, I had a Max Adler T-shirt that I wore for I think every game this season. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't really have many superstitions. My my big thing is just being being prepared to play, which you know you handle that during the week, and then. You know, getting your body and mind ready before the game, which for me, I usually I spend a good amount of time like stretching and warming up. So I'll try and I don't know. I got this little speed ladder thing that I do sometimes, like probably before most every game. But, but yeah, my biggest thing, superstition wise, has nothing to do with superstition and more so to do with making sure my legs are stretched out enough so I can run. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Uh, number three, which one of your Outlaws or Seals teammates do you find the funniest? Well, if we're looking at old teammates, definitely not Nick Ostello. 
he's got this whole pretend funny thing that he does, but no one, no one's really buying it. Um, <laughs> hmm, who's the funniest? Uh, I, Brent, Brendan, Cav- uh, Brendan Kavanaugh, he, he's a pretty funny guy. We got a lot of characters. I'll have to say Charlie Hayes. Uh, number four, what is your current lacrosse stick set up in terms of shaft, head, and stringing? I have, so, I guess for the last, yeah, I guess the last three seasons of, of MLL, I've used the same uh, Warrior Evo 4 high school head. Well, not the same one. I've gone through a bunch of them, but uh-huh. same head. And then I used the, the True Comp 4 shaft. Okay. Um. And then True just came out with a new head, the Vector, which I've been using a lot lately. And it'll just depend on – it kind of depends on what we're allowed to use um, for leagues. But, yeah, definitely my my shaft of choice right now is that True Comp 4. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. I used it used it all last season, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, and then um, is that, like, the same as indoor as outdoor, or do you have a, a different stick set up? Yeah, it's a little different. For indoor, um, I use True's coming out. They're actually coming out with a whole indoor line. And cool. so I'm currently using one of their kind of prototype box shafts that's pretty, really beefy. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, really strong for the cross checks and stuff. And then I was, when I first started playing box, I was using some different warrior head, and I strung it differently than my regular stick. And I don't know, I was trying to be all boxy and, play with no whip and stuff and it clearly wasn't working so i just started using going back to using the same string job that i used for field now in the indoor as well awesome and then uh number five uh what is your favorite venue to play lacrosse at i mean it's yeah i think it's got to be mile high mm-hmm. um yeah that it's uh either there or yeah actually yeah that's definitely it i mean it's uh there's nothing cooler than you know, playing a Saturday evening game there, you know, mm. nice crisp air. And especially, honestly, the coolest thing is the 4th of July. That's great. Yeah, no, we get that answer quite a lot. I figured that would be your answer, but, you know, I have to ask, you know, some people some have people, different yeah. chances. <laughs> yeah, and even just, I don't know, even just some of the other regular games, you know, we're playing a regular game on a Saturday and, you know, we usually do pretty well attendance-wise. So, you know, sometimes it'll be a, it'll be your your average game night and there's six six or 7,000 people there and, I know it's a big stadium, but it still kind of has that homey feeling. You know, there's, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on on the field right across, so you can everything's you know it's somewhat somewhat tight knit, even though it's a massive stadium. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, we literally we get that answer from even non outlaw players too, like other yeah. guys in the league always say the Fourth of July game or when they're at Mile High. So yeah, the gra- the grass is unbelievable. I mean, yeah. those those guys do a phenomenal job keeping that grass well-maintained. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and kind of moving into uh, the, the personal questions a little bit, you grew up in California. Uh, when you're back home, any favorite spots uh, to go, whether it's kind of like restaurants or, or your favorite beach, or uh, you talked about golfing a little bit, any courses you like to go back to? Um, yeah. Oh, that's a loaded question. I know. <laughs> that's a long one. <laughs> There's a lot of things I like to do. Um, hmm. All right. So food-wise, there's a place in Davis called Zia's Delicatessen. Okay. And I'm a huge fan of that. They make a great sandwich. Um, and then there's also this place called the Buckhorn, the Buckhorn Grill. 
and they also they have a bunch of different restaurants now. But uh, that's got the best tri-tip sandwich. So that's a that's a frequent spot. Uh, yeah, I kind of like to play golf any anywhere. I've, I was fortunate enough to play at uh, Pebble Beach, I think, two summers ago, with uh, with our advanced lacrosse crew. We had some college coaches out, and we got to go play some golf, which was that was unbelievable. And yeah, I don't know. I like I like doing a lot of different stuff outside. I like my brother and I and my dad. We ride ride motorcycles, so we kind of go do some dirt stuff there and. Um, I like working on cars and just being outside and doing stuff like that. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Any any, any particular car you're working working on right now? now? I have this old Volkswagen Beetle at the moment. The 1969 Bug. Yeah, it's it's, uh, slowly getting there, kind of. Um, Yeah, my my first car in high school was an old Beetle. Okay. And uh, I drove that thing for a couple years, and it was awesome. I loved it. I got got VW fever, but then had to sell it, had to sell it because I was going to drive back to school and it, it definitely wasn't going to make it. That's crazy. You, how long was that? That was a, that's probably a couple day trip back to Michigan then, huh? Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, I think I did it one year in like two and a half or three days. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a decent amount of miles. Awesome. Yeah, I bet. Um, kind of going back to Michigan a little bit. I know this is going back a couple years, but what was your favorite class while while you were there? Oh man, um, cool. I so took a lot of fun classes. Honestly, um, what one of my favorites was uh, history of college athletics. Okay. Okay. With this professor John Bacon, um, guy was a total beauty. Uh, <laughs> And uh, that was awesome. And then I also took a class that was uh, the cultures of basketball with with another awesome teacher, this guy, uh, Santiago Colas, we call him Yago. And uh, that was an awesome class. And uh, man, what else? A lot of good stuff. And then I guess those are two kind of fun ones, but I don't know. I really like, I enjoy like psychology and child psychology stuff. So I took a couple, a a couple courses on that. And one of them, I think the professor's name, like Shelly Schreier or something. Okay, cool. But that was like a, uh, I think that was a class on childhood psychology, and that was a phenomenal course. She did a, she did a great job, and I learned a lot of things that I still kind of think about today, I guess, when I'm coaching and doing stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. And kind of going off of that a little bit, uh, we talked about your golf game a little bit, and kind of speaking of other sports, who's your favorite non-lacrosse athlete to watch currently? All right, let me let me think here for a second. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of I feel like I'm not a diehard in terms of like any of the sports I watch. You know, I usually just like watching. I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson's been pretty fun to watch this year. There you go. Hutton's I'm very not. happy with that answer. Yeah, I'm, yeah, a, I'm big a big Ravens, Ravens fan, fan, so I love, I love that, that answer. Yeah. He's a lucky Yeah, I think, that, I think that's a pretty obvious one. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I love the old stuff. I mean, like, I'm a huge, like, Larry Bird and Michael Jordan fan. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah. So, like, I, I mean, I love Larry Bird's probably, I don't know, he's the kind of guy. I just love watching him play because he didn't, like, blow you away with the athleticism, but the sure. stuff that he did was just unbelievable. Um and so I really enjoy watching that. Then I don't know. I I love watching golf too. So I don't know. Tiger Woods is obviously pretty electric to watch. That we that putt he made a couple of weeks ago, where he like putted and shook the guy's hand before the putt was like even ten feet away from the hole, was absurd. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a monster. So 
That's awesome. Um, and then number four, uh, any favorite movies or TV shows that you're watching right now that you really enjoy? I am a huge Parks and Rec fan. We go. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know. That's honestly the, probably the greatest show ever. Man. I mean, you watch it, and, like, I was watching it last night, and, you know, it's just, like, it warms the heart. Yeah. Phenomenal. So, <laughs> I have I don't know that's probably yeah, I've been watching Mind Hunter a little bit. Okay. okay. I don't know. I feel like Parks and Rec's probably the only TV show that I really like sit down and watch. Mm-hmm. You know, for the most part. But uh, what else? I saw saw the new Star Wars movie the other day. That was pretty sweet. I was a big fan of that. And then oh man, you know what? I watched The Longest Yard the other night. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. The that's classic like, one or the that's underratedly one of the greatest movies of all time. I love it. Which one did you watch? The Adam Sandler one, Adam right? Adam Sandler one or the classic The Adam Sandler one. I actually, you know what? This is almost bad to say. I haven't seen the original, but I've seen the newer one probably a million times. That's awesome. They're, probably, they're both good. They're about I'll the same. I'll watch the old one and get back to you guys. Yeah, All right, go. sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, on Parks and Ron Swanson's literally the, the greatest character of all time, I think. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's just, it's too good. Oh, it's, it's way too good. Yeah, my my buddy actually for for my wedding a couple years ago, his present to me was a uh, like a sixteen year old uh, bottle of that Lagavulin that he drank. So <laughs> it was uh, it's pretty legendary. It was awesome. Um, and then, kind of last question for the five and five: uh, any books on your bookshelves uh, that you've read that you'd recommend to a teammate? And if it's not book, maybe like a podcast or something like that. Anything you would recommend? Um. Yeah. I'm- you know, contrary to popular belief, I'm not a huge reader. Um, <laughs> but I have read one of the few books that I've read that I've read like three times. It's uh, I think it's it's called How to Be Like Mike, and it's okay. an, it's a biography on Michael Jordan. Nice. Um, I think God, what I can't remember the guy's name who wrote it, but I don't know. It's a pretty awesome book. It just kind okay. of talks all about him, and it has all these quotes in there from from different competitors he played against or teammates or GMs or what have you. And it's just really interesting to kind of get all the different perspectives on him and, yeah. you know, when he's at the top of his game. But that's a favorite. And then I'm a huge fan of Hidden Brain on NPR. Shankar Vidantham, he's awesome. Oh, my God. What a lovely voice. Yeah, um, I could just but, listen to him for and days. The, and that's just, like, that's just a bonus because the yeah. topics are always so good and everything's so well thought out. So, I listen to a ton of that, I guess, when, yeah. when I'm traveling and when I'm driving a lot. Um, Very cool. Yeah, those are, that's, probably, that's probably the current go-to. Okay. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love Hidden Brain. That's a great one. I'm, I'm excited about that 30 for 30 they got for Michael Jordan coming up, too. I didn't know there was one coming out. Yep. Yeah. I don't know when it comes out, but they're interviewing, like, everybody. I mean, you got, like, you know, Dennis Rodman, a bunch of players that he played with, as well as guys like, you know, President Obama and stuff, too. So everyone's throwing their their opinion into it. So it should be an interesting one for sure. Very cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our five and five. Uh, we'd like to ask one final question of our guests, uh, and that is, what is some advice that you have for young players looking to play professional lacrosse one day? You know, hit the, hit the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, I think... And hitting the wall doesn't mean just hitting the wall. It just means, you know, have have your the more the more time that you spend with a stick in your hand, the better chance you have to play at the higher levels. And and really what that all starts with though is, is a love and a passion for playing. Um and so ultimately I guess the answer is 
find what you're passionate about and what you love and what you want to spend your bulk of your time doing and mm-hmm. do it. If that's lacrosse, that's awesome. And if it is lacrosse, you know, I know for me, I guess growing up in uh, in somewhat of a non-traditional area, you know, I would spend every single day shooting or hitting the wall or throwing against the wooden beam in my room, you know, <laughs> in the hours of the morning. And, you know, it's funny because you do all that and all that does is, kind of gives you a chance it doesn't guarantee anything um everything's so competitive now that you have to put in all that effort just to have a chance and that doesn't you know doesn't mean anything it just means you have a chance so spend a lot of time with a stick in your hands and you know realize too that i think especially if you're coming from a more non-traditional area focus focus most of your time on skills i'd say more time on skills and less time on like I guess the athleticism side of it, because, you know, I see a lot of players that spend a lot of time working out, but, and they get all fit and athletic, but they can't do anything with a stick and a ball in their hands. Yeah. And that's ultimately what matters. So, you know, when you go for a run or even when you work out, try and incorporate your stick, try and get comfortable cradling and running and doing all those things. Cause you know, and catching the ball, the move. I mean, I guess I've been playing, playing lacrosse for over 10 years now and, it's still really hard to catch the ball. That's a tiny little ball, and you're catching a tiny little stick. Catching is, like, the hardest thing in the world for me still. And mm-hmm. so you just kind of keep putting in putting in the effort and the time on it. No, that's some great advice, I think, for our young listeners. Uh, Mike, this has been awesome. Where can people find you on social media? I have an Instagram. Um, I think my handle is Schlossy, or you can probably just type in my name. Uh <laughs> And then I have a Twitter, but you don't want to follow me on Twitter, to be honest. There's nothing there's nothing of substance for the most part. So if you stumble across it, more power to you. If you don't, you're probably having a better day. <laughs> All right, I like it. Well, Mikey, thanks again for joining us. Uh, congrats again, you know, on a, a solid season with the Outlaws. Uh, and, of course, best of luck, you know, with the Seals this season and the Outlaws going forward. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today.